Morning. The reading is from Luke chapter 2, starting at verse 22. Thank you. (laughs) When the time of their purification, according to the law of Moses, had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him, Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. When the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all people, a light for revelation to the Gentiles, and for glory to your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, this child is destined to cause the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Thank you so much, Belinda. It's great to be uh, with you this morning, uh, rushing up from Quakers Road. We've had a lovely uh, breakfast service uh, down there. And a good opportunity now for us just to reflect together on this passage. Let me pray, and uh, then we'll think about a particular image that's been painted of this story. Lord, thank you that we can meet in this place. Thank you that you rejoice in seeing people gathering together to give of themselves for you in worship. We pray, Lord God, that we'll be drawn to you in worship even more as we reflect on this passage together. Thank you for the precious gift of your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I don't know if um, people have got a particular um, image, particular picture that is really important to them, perhaps uh, in their home. Maybe you've got a particular painting, uh, perhaps that's been in the, in the family for a generation or two, or perhaps as a particular uh, family photo 
or uh, a scene from somewhere you've visited in the past on, on a holiday or where something significant in your life happened. Maybe it's a, uh, a wedding photo. Maybe it's a graduation photo. I guess all of us will have some sort of uh, favourite image. Well, this is one of my favourite images. It's about to appear on the screen. And if you can't see it very well, I've got a few copies as well. So if anyone's feeling they'd like a, a close-up special on this one, do indicate and uh, I'll bring them around at various points uh, during the next 15 minutes. This is a painting by someone called Jan van Toff. He's um, a Dutch painter. He's in his early 60s. He lives in Dordrecht in Holland. And it's a painting I only came across five years ago. And uh, it was when I was preparing, in fact, for a, a Thursday communion service here at Christchurch. And I just thought this incredibly powerfully evocative image of this particular scripture passage from Luke chapter 2 and the presentation of Christ in the temple. And so at the time, I printed off a small copy of that and I've got it on my notice board back at home. And as I was preparing this week, I just couldn't resist coming back to this particular image um, to help us reflect on this scene. I wonder, what do you see as you look at that image? For me, it brings alive this gospel account in such a beautiful way. You've got the young mum, bottom right, not quite sure what she's let herself in for, but knowing she's somehow caught up in the mysterious purposes of God. Beside her, her partner Joseph, still somewhat bemused and confused, but wanting to do the right thing. And then you've got these amazing models of expectant, faith-fueled, spirit-filled old age. Simeon and Anna, well into the autumn of their lives, but continuing to look to God right to the end and seeking to discern and recognize what he is doing. Just uh, turn to the person next to you, and just talk to them about what you see in this picture. What emotions can you see in the faces of these godly men and women? I'm just going to give you a, a minute or so to do that. And uh, if anyone would appreciate a, a copy close up, I'll bring some round. Okay, I wonder if, um, if folks are happy just to share. You'll need to shout out so that we can... Uh, we can hear you, but what, what sort of emotions do you see in, uh, in these images of these individuals? Anyone? Perhaps uh, raise a hand just to indicate you're going to shout out. Great. Joy. joy. Yeah, there's real joy, isn't there? Francis. Joy. More joy. Contentment. Yeah. Adoration. Right. Something with humility in Mary and Joseph. Yeah. Anything else, Anita? Looks like Pat Hocking. Like Those who don't know Pat, a wonderful woman of faith who was part of this church community for so many years, who we, uh, you know, we miss desperately, but is with our Lord in heaven. Anything else? The baby looking out at us. The baby looking out at us? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Dark and light. I think uh, he's a brilliant, actually, Jan Vantoff, at using dark and light. Um, June. 
Sorry? Pride. Pride, yeah? Something of pride. Anyone in the balcony? Anything else to add? Sense of relief, yeah. Anyone at home got anything to add? <laughs> you have to speak up a bit. Uh, richly evocative. Uh, I do encourage you, in fact, to go to um, Jan van Toff's uh, website. Really easy to find. And some of his biblical images are just fantastic. And uh, he's very happy for them to be used for various purposes as long as he's, at, uh, he's acknowledged. Um, one of the themes that came to mind to me, actually, was as I looked at this image, was that of multi-generational uh, worship and multi-generational church. In this one scene, we've got three generations. The child, the parent, and the, the grandparent or great-grandparent uh, equivalent. And what a richness there is when different generations come together in worship. And obviously, in this case, the focus of a worship is, you know, is the child, the baby. But um, you get my point. Here in the temple, you've got the wizened Simeon and Anna who... Um, are taking encouragement from the example of the young couple seeking to be obedient to God, bringing him in obedience to the temple in line with the rights and expectations of the Jewish law. And at the same time, you've got Mary and Joseph, who can't fail to be inspired by the ageless faith and vitality of these aged worshippers. And at the centre, the baby Jesus, as we've recognised, looking out at us, helpless, vulnerable, but the one who would be the hope of the nations, saviour to Jew and Gentile alike. And I think we underestimate at our peril the value of meeting together with others of different ages, different backgrounds, sharing together, learning together, growing together, bringing our different experiences, our different life and faith journeys. And we're very privileged, actually, here at Christchurch, aren't we, that we have got a multi-generational church. There are so many uh, parishes in this diocese where the age profile is, is, is quite narrow. And we haven't got that breadth of experience and that learning and growing from one another across the ages. I know for a fact that here at Christchurch that older members of the congregation draw inspiration from the younger generations from their vitality, their faith, their enthusiasm, their, their service. I saw something of that in the Songs of Praise piece with the uh, tree planting. But also our, our young people, they're looking for role models. They're looking for people they can aspire to emulate, looking for people of wisdom, of integrity and faith. We need one another. We're enriched by one another. And here in this scene, for me, there's a sense of the enrichment that comes from meeting together. But another phrase that came to mind for me as I was looking at this picture and reading this passage was that of lost in wonder, love and praise. People use the word you know, adoration and joy, didn't they, in response to what they've seen. At the centre of our reading, as in Van Toff's image, is the baby Jesus, innocent, helpless, vulnerable, seemingly oblivious to all that's going on around him, all the fuss. But he is the long-awaited Messiah. He represents the longing of the ages, the hope of the nations. And in the place of worship, Simeon delights in taking him in his arms and lifts his voice in praise. Mary and Joseph marvel at what is said about him. And Anna the prophetess gives thanks to God and witnesses to all around. 
a joyful response to being in the presence of the Messiah and to grasp just a little of the mystery and the purposes of God. It's one simple scene. It's an everyday family sort of scene in one sense, near the start of a life that would transform the world. And what a privilege it is that we are invited into that scene too. And maybe you can identify with Mary or Joseph, obeying and marveling at what is before them and all that they've been caught up in. Perhaps you identify with Simeon, rejoicing and reflecting. Simeon's been waiting. He's had a sense of something about to happen. And here is the fulfillment of that. Or maybe you identify with Anna, giving thanks and speaking out. Or maybe you stand more remote. Maybe you're looking at this scene and, and wondering, what is it all about? I'd like to be more engaged with it but at the moment I'm not. But God invites all of us into this scene, as in any gospel scene. We're invited to participate and invited to respond with worship and with service. As I said, um, Jan van Toff paints lots of biblical scenes, and on his website he writes this, As a teenager I realised I had been given my talents to use for God's glory. And after that, he puts this verse. It's from 1 Peter 2, verse 9. It is my calling and desire to praise him who called me out of darkness into his wonderful light. To praise him who called me out of darkness into his wonderful light. There's a powerful use of light and darkness in this image. And what a privilege it is to be, for us to be caught up in God's purposes and to respond with wonder, love and praise, praising him who called us out of darkness into his marvellous light. We all have gifts. We may not have the gifts of Jan van Toff in terms of artwork. I certainly haven't. <laughs> but we're called to recognise the gifts that God has given us and to use them for his glory as an act of praise, as an act of worship. And as we meet with Jesus, as we're caught up in his purposes to be lost in wonder, love and praise. The danger is, of course, that we're just far too busy and we're running around doing lots of you know, really worthy things, maybe in Jesus' name. But we miss out on that wonder, love and praise. In these days ahead, let's take a time as we reflect on scripture, as we sit in God's presence, as we meet with others, to be in that place where we marvel at the person of Jesus, who he is, what he's done for us, all that he represents. Amen. Let me just pray for us. Father God, thank you that in Jesus you meet us in so many different ways. Thank you for ways in which you met with Simeon and Anna as they gazed on the, on the Christ child. Thank you that Mary and Joseph were caught up in your wonderful creative purposes. And thank you, Lord God, that you call each of us 
into this scene that you call each of us to that place of wonder, love and praise. And in the midst of all the busyness of our lives, all the distraction, all the challenges of life and the world around us, that we might have those moments when we just encounter you in reality, where you inspire us, and as a result, we become better equipped to live out your purposes in the world. So meet with us, we pray, during this coming week. Help us to be disciplined, to give you the time that you deserve in the stillness and in the busyness. Amen.